Happy Wednesday, everybody. Good morning to you. Is it an early spring? I think it's an early spring, and I am totally here for it. Y'all know me. I could skip winter altogether, but I would not skip a single day in the Word with you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. Uh, love you guys. So I really do. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being in the Word with me. We're going verse by verse through, through the book of Job right now. I'm really enjoying it. I, I just really am. I, I did not know exactly what God had hidden from me in these middle chapters of Job, which I have so often just sort of skimmed over. There is a certain amount of repetition here because Job's friends continue to try to comfort him with empty nothings, as Job calls them. But you just notice, for me, the fun part is just watching Job's faith strengthen and deepen and his confidence in the Lord strengthen. You know, even in the midst of this suffering and this, you know, supposed silence from God. And, and that's where we pick up in, in verse 23, uh, chapter 23, I'm sorry. Job is responding now to Eliphaz's last little <laughs> speech. Uh, and chapter 23 for me is just so beautiful. It's just beautiful. I, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I'm just one of those people that wrestles a lot with faith, and I wrestle a lot with God, and 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 I see Job doing that in chapter 23, and it just I, it fortifies my heart in the most wonderful way. Uh, but verse two, my complaint today is is a bitter one, is what the New Living Translation says. My complaint today is still a bitter one. Um, it's a hard verse to translate. Uh, as are so many of the verses in Job. And if you compare translations, I don't know what you're using. I'm using NLT most days. Um, I, in Job, I've been reading the NLT and the NIV and the Hebrew text you know, next to each other. I've been really looking at all three, just trying to, uh, to get a good sense of what, what the text is, is intended to say. And again, they can be so different. It's just really hard to understand you know, exactly how these verses are to be translated. But verse 2 here really does seem to have um, the, the, the Hebrew word there that the uh, New Living Translation translates as bitter. Uh, it's, it's not a bad, I'm not saying it's wrong, um, but the sense of this word has much more to do with, with, with wrestling, with contention, with strife, with, with rebellion. And so there's this sense in which Job says, you know, my complaint, my prayer is rebellion, you know? And I don't know how you respond to that. I know at first you think, what? You know, that doesn't make sense. But it does when you remember that God's own people, Israel, you know, God named them Israel because the name Israel means what? He wrestles with God, you know? Uh, God knows how difficult faith is for us, and God knows how our minds cannot comprehend what His mind comprehends. And God knows that for us, real faith is going to require a willingness to to wrap our arms around Him, you know, and and wrestle. Not that He is resistant to blessing us, but because you know. At, at, I mean, as, as Jesus says, you know, I mean, the kingdom, you know, comes to those who take it by force. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, you're not just going to sit here and have genuine faith drop in your lap. It, you know, it requires a, a robust and vigorous and muscular, you know, involvement on your part. 
So when Job says, you know, my complaint, my prayer is rebellion, you know, this is honestly the most faithful thing in the world. And again, you've got to understand what I'm saying because I know it sounds almost, you know, paradoxical. But truly, Job, and God's going to confirm this later when he finally shows up and speaks, Job's right. He's right. This is what faith looks like. And when this is how you feel, this is how you pray. And honestly, Job doesn't have any other options. Faithfulness for him doesn't have any other options. He's not willing to lie, you know, to defend God. You know, at at this present moment, he says, I I don't know why God's poking me in the eye, but he's poking me in the eye and, and it wouldn't be honest for me to say that he's not. You know, I don't understand it, but this is what's beautiful about chapter 23. If I only knew where to find him, I mean, this is Job. I don't, I don't, I can't get to God. He doesn't seem to have office hours. You know, there's not a courtroom where I can walk in and present my case. And, and incidentally, verse seven there, when he's talking about, you know, presenting his case, the word he uses there is the, is the word used when a cow, you know, gives birth to a calf. You know, so it's this idea that Job is just carrying, you know, this mystery, this burden, and he just wants to find a place where he can finally, you know, give birth to it, unload it. And the place where he wants to finally just give birth, you know, unload it is in God's own presence because he knows that God is his only hope. You know, so yeah, it's a wrestling with God as if God were an enemy, but Job also knows God's my only friend, you know. Uh, I would listen. If he would speak, I would listen to his reply, and then I would understand. You know, Job knows I've got to hear it from God. I've got to be able to take my case to God. There is so much faith. I mean, just honest faith here, but it's honest. And and that's why sometimes it sounds angry, and, and sometimes it sounds so bewildered. I don't see him in the north. He's hidden. I look to the south. He's not there. He's concealed, you know. Oh my goodness, don't you want to preach the gospel to Job? You know, uh, of course, you can't build a ladder to get to him. The only hope is he's going to come down to you. You know, Jesus knows all about our trouble, you know. So he didn't require us to come find him. Jesus comes to us. And, and, we don't have to plead our case before God because he's ever interceding to God the Father. You understand? Job just makes you want to preach the gospel. He knows where I'm going, and when he tests me, I'll come out pure as gold. You know, Job is becoming, again, pay attention, track his thoughts, because he's really beginning to understand, I, I may be being tested here, but the result is I'm, I'm going to come out of this pure as gold. You know, understands that what God is doing is not meant to crush and destroy him, but to refine him. He's going to come out of this pure as gold. I mean, Job's getting there. Job's getting there. God knows I've not departed from his commands. I've treasured his words more than daily food. Once he's made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants to do, he does. I mean, it's, it's, it's rebellion, but at the same time, it's, it's complete submission. I know in the end, he's still God. And whatever he does, you know, nobody's going to change. And, and that's what terrifies me, you know? With all of this, you know, rebellion, you know, wrestling with God, there is this genuine fear of him. This, this, he, I'm terrified of him. You know, when I think of it, terror grips me, Job says. Um, 
He's terrified because ultimately he realizes that God is powerful and God is sovereign and God is radically free. He can do whatever he pleases and whatever he does is right and just. You, you can't come back and, and question him. And Job knows that, but he's willing to live in this fear and live in this mystery and he will wrestle with God until he finally beholds him face to face. I mean, this is real faith, you all. This is what a, a living relationship with the living God looks like. And Job didn't want anything to do with those empty nothings that his friends, you know, call faith, you know, because they, their empty platitudes make this God very predictable and therefore very safe. And Job says, yeah, that's not God. Yeah, that, that's not the God that I'm wrangling with here. He's not a safe God, but he's trustworthy. Oh my goodness. He's my only hope. You know, are you getting this? Because I just love it. Now, chapter twenty-four. I think I I, I haven't I, I haven't quite made total sense of all of chapter twenty-four. To be honest, Job goes back to just asking, "Why aren't the wicked punished?" You know, I mean, you guys are telling me that God, you know, is is sovereign over this perfect world where the righteous and the wicked all get what's coming to them, but I don't see that. Now, I think the key might be there in verse 1. And again, New Living Translation, whew, it's hard to translate these verses, but the Hebrew clearly makes reference to the fact that God's times are hidden. His times are hidden. Uh, even those who know him uh, are, are not able to, to see his times. His times are hidden. The Hebrew says something in that regard. So I, I think there's a sense in which maybe... All of this happens, but it doesn't happen in a time frame that we get to see, you know? And again, this is what begs, you know, a doctrine of the resurrection. And Job doesn't have a full-blown, he does, and then he doesn't. But there's a sense in which this is why we need, you know, the doctrine of the resurrection. That's why we need a concept of eternity, heaven and hell, because the truth is, this life is not fair. And just as Job said, man, the, the wicked, man, they are walking around like rock stars on the red carpet. And, and the poor and the righteous, you know, they're often suffering. And it's the wicked causing their suffering and, and, and they never have to answer for it. You know, and, and sometimes the righteous, the poor, they die and, and they never, ever get satisfaction. They never get the justice that, that it seems like righteousness would serve. You know, it goes through verses 13 to 17. I love it. It reminds me of 1 John where it says, you know, they, they prefer darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The adulterer waits for the twilight because he says, nobody's going to see me then, you know. But then verse 18, this is where I get confused because it almost sounds like Job is now agreeing with the friends again. But they're going to disappear like foam down a river. Everything they own is cursed. God is in power, and he's going to drag away the rich. Yeah, is he, though? I mean, Job, you know, like, I, I was on Job's side, and now all of a sudden it sounds like he's, like, this is something that Eliphaz would say, and, and, and I can't really quite make sense of it. I'm saying there at the end of chapter 20, 24, when he says, you know, they may be allowed to live in security, but God's always watching them, and though they're great now, in a moment they'll be gone like the others that doesn't sound like something Job's been saying, you know, because he's been saying that that's exactly what, what doesn't happen. And, and I think the only way perhaps to make sense of this for me uh, is, I mean, truly God is watching and God is, gonna, is, God is going to, uh, you know, judge them according to their works for, for sure. I mean, that's, that's scripture. Uh, but I think it goes back to what he says in verse 1. But his times are hidden. 
you know? So he may do this, but I may not live to see it, you know? And, and, and truthfully, what we know from the rest of the witness of Scripture, it, it, it may not happen in this life, but make no mistake, God is on the throne, and God carries the scales of justice, and in the end, justice is going to come uh, unless you have the grace that comes through the, you know, the, the, the death of Jesus. I mean, none of us want to face God's justice because we all deserve condemnation. We all deserve damnation, but... But because of Jesus, we know that we find forgiveness, you know, because of his grace, his mercy. I just want to preach the gospel to Job, you know, don't you? Again, the end of chapter 24, maybe you've got ideas, but it, 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 it sounds to me like something Eliphaz would say. It sounds like Job's agreeing with his friends all of a sudden. And I don't think that's going to be the, the best way to read that. But, uh, but anyway, it's, it, it's difficult for me. Uh, we'll pick up tomorrow, two chapters. But look at, look at, uh, look at, uh, actually tomorrow, let's do three chapters, okay? Verse, chapter 25 is just, you know, like six verses. <laughs> I think you can handle that. So let's go through 25, 26, and all the way into 27. It's not a lot of reading, I promise. Uh, 25 and 26 are pretty short. So three chapters tomorrow, chapters 25, 26, and 27, okay? Uh, listen, have a good day. I love you guys so much. Stay in the Word. Isn't it good? Stay in the Word, and I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock, 410 with Tim. I love you all so much. H have a good Tuesday, Wednesday. Have a good Wednesday. <laughs>